And I'm going to start off by telling you how to cheat, which people will go, oh, you mustn't cheat in business. This is just, um, this is a nice cheat. This is making life easier. The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. This is, unfortunately for now, the last episode of the content creation series with Leslie Morrissey, which is here with me today again. Thank you for your time. Hello. Welcome back. Hi, Christine. Hi, everybody. Nice to be here. <laughs> and everyone, uh, of course, you can just listen to this one uh, first and then go back. Um, but maybe I urge you to listen to episode one, two, three, um, because everything need, leads nicely through a process introduction to um, uh, where copy is used to how to build a plan for it into means, manpower and measurements, like um, Leslie said uh, nicely in the last episode. And today is how to generate consistent content because consistency is key there's no point to just go on social media or to do networking like once a month and see whenever it suits you <laughs> people forget about you you cannot bridge that big gap that will happen even once a, once a week is probably not um, enough it doesn't mean that uh, you just use one medium it could be multiple ones and don't forget if people should buy from you which is having a business all about in the end, convincing them to work with you, convincing them to get your product, convincing them to try something um, that you're offering. Um, you need more than one touch point. So they usually it's not, um, oh, they see a post. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work with Christine tomorrow because I saw her one post. They need to get to know you. Um, and you mentioned that, uh, Leslie, in I think the first episode where you build a, a relationship Uh, via Twitter with another person, um, understanding, yeah. getting to know each other. And then uh, you've met her, I think you said once. Um, and then uh, years later, she uh, decided to start working with you. And you said, okay, why, why did you start working with me? Oh, because um, we, we were talking uh, so long and we know each other for so long. So um, creating this content, making it personal, authentic, and um, good <laughs> delivering real good value will stick in people's head and um, support you in generating more business which is what it's all about so i'm gonna hand over to you for now leslie uh, to kick off this episode with all new beautiful tips again okay and this this you really do need to write some notes for this or re-listen to it later because i've got loads for you and i'm going to start off by telling you how to cheat which people will go, oh, you mustn't cheat in business. This is just, um, this is a nice cheat. This is making life easier. Um, I, I am a great believer in not doing things you don't need to do and reinventing the wheel is not good news. So I would like to introduce you to what I describe as the marketing machine. And I have been known to say, this is, this is putting your marketing together on 300 words. And I'll explain to you how that works. So basically, 
suppose we start with writing an article, a short article, 300 words. It can be more than that, obviously. And, I'll, and, and a little bit further into this episode, I'll tell you how to, to come up with things to write about. But let's start with, you've got an article, you've got 300 words, um, you're going to put it on your blog. So that's a good place to start. So that's one use for it. The second use for it is to put it onto your LinkedIn profile as an article, possibly not on the same day as you could post it on the blog, but maybe on another day. And then what else can you do? Well, you take little quotes out of it and you use those to post onto social media with the link to the article. So people on social media know you've written about it. And if you pick the right quotes out of it, they're intriguing enough for them to want to read the rest. So they'll click the link and go and read the article. So they get in, uh, more of you, so to speak. So what else can you do with it? Well, you could actually um, use it to lead your newsletter. So if you do a monthly newsletter and you write a couple of articles a month, uh, let's say you've posted them on your blog and you've put a nice image with them. So you can use the same image and also the same article to lead your newsletter with value. Now, I have had clients say to me, oh, well, people will already have seen it because I posted it on my blog like 10 days ago. No, they won't, because the people who read your blog are not the same people who are on your newsletter list because they already think they know you. So they don't keep running to your website to check you out. And, so, and even if they do, the interesting thing is people don't generally get a newsletter and go, oh, I've already read this. This is not fair. This is cheating. Usually their reaction is, oh, yeah, I saw that article before. That's quite good. <laughs> or that was really useful. They, they tend to be a lot more positive than you might think. But it also delivers value to all the people on your newsletter list. And so that's another use for it. What else can you use your article for? You could turn it into a podcast. And there is actually software that you can use that will automatically turn it into a podcast. I think there's a, and I, I'm not an expert on this, but there is a plugin from Anchor FM that will plug into the back of WordPress. So if you've got a WordPress website or blog, it will automatically turn a blog into a podcast. So that's something else that you could do with it. You could turn it into a video script. So you could create it as a video and use something like NVIDIA or Wave or one of those video platforms that are reasonably straightforward to use with a bit of practice and turn it into a video and post it on YouTube or post that onto your social media. So there's all kinds of things you can do with it. Um, you could also turn it into bytes and deliver it as a little mini email series with, of course, your promotion underneath it. And I do this in newsletters. If I've written, I write a blog every week. And well, I don't write a blog every week, but I'll explain that in a minute. But I write, I publish a blog every week. And um, so twice a month, I send a newsletter out that leads with one blog. Then it has a promotion of something that I want people to remember I do. And then it has the other blog. Now, I don't put the whole article into my newsletter. I put the image at the top. I use the title of the first blog as the subject line because I try to write article titles that are interesting and get people to want to read more. 
So that's that that's a headline. Um, I think it was Ted Nicholas who sadly departed, but was one of the best copywriters ever. Um, and he used to say you should spend 80% of your writing time on your headline. Now, I admit I do not spend 80% of my writing time on my headline, but I do work at it to make sure that it engages people as far as it is possible to get them to want to read the rest of the article. Then I will take the first two or three paragraphs, break it at a point where there's clearly something else coming, but then I stop and I put read more in my newsletter. So people then will click on it and go to the website and read the article. And hopefully while they're on the website, they'll be looking around and going, oh, I didn't know she did that. Oh, I, I didn't realize they, they had that service and so on. And that's the whole point is getting people onto your website so they can see what else you do. So that's how the marketing machine works. And there's, there's two inputs and one and lots of outputs. Now, the other input is a lead magnet because that also will drive your newsletter list and build it up. However, you can cheat with that as well, because if you've written three or four blogs around a subject, you can edit them into shape to create a lead magnet. So you don't even have to write any more new stuff. So it's astonishing what you can do with 300 words. <laughs> it's, you can turn it into all kinds of things. Uh, and again, in, I think in the last episode, I mentioned the treasure chest that's on my website. Um, I think the marketing machine graphic is in that. So you, you can go and have a look at that and it shows you how it all drives each other. Okay, thank you for that. I'm just going to let people know where to find it on creativestartupacademy.com slash podcast to the content creation series. And there are all the links of the things that Leslie is mentioning. <laughs> Great. Okay, so that, that's how the system works. Now, it's, it's the nitty gritty now. It's the actually sitting down and writing. And if, you've, if you're one of these people that goes, not very good at writing, I never know what to write about. Here's my tips. Uh, my tip is to sit and think about your business. Think about the skills that you have and how they help people and write a list of what you deliver. What do you deliver to people? So if it's a product or something, you can, you can use that as the hook to hang an article about what that product can do or, or write a case study or a story. However, um, I, I have a list of, I'm a service industry, so for me, I've written a, lot, a list of all the services that I deliver. And I think when I first started doing this, there were about a dozen. Now, as far as I'm concerned, that means I've got a subject every week for 12 weeks. Now, some of them have changed a bit since then. I've added them and I've altered a couple and amalgamated one or two. But generally speaking, that's how I work. And I literally have a spreadsheet. I go to the spreadsheet down the side of the dates. Every mon Monday we publish our blogs um, and then we promote them on other days and so on. But basically, Monday we publish the blog because it's easy to remember. And... Um, Basically, I've got a list of dates next to them, a subject. So all the subjects are down for 12 weeks. And then I literally copy and paste the same list for the next 12 weeks. And when I've written the blog, I write the headline next to the 
to the um, subject and the link to the blog. So I've always got, I can always track what I've written about. And it may seem a bit anal to you, but actually that, that's how my little head works. I'm, I'm very systems driven. And I, I literally start with a subject and sit down and go, right, what do people ask me about this most? Or what are the things that my clients struggle with most around this subject? Um, occasionally I'll, I'll get a case study off a client and turn it into a little story um, but mostly it's educational and and that the whole point of it is to do that is to help people to understand what it is you do and show your expertise off now sometimes people will write about other subjects so but it depends on what your business is. So for instance, one of my clients is a psychotherapist and she will write about mental health week, but she's, it's, it's relevant to her, her particular industry. It makes sense for her to write about that. But you need to think about if you're going to write about topical issues, then you need to be able to hang them on something that's relevant to your business. And I'm not saying don't do it. Do check, keep a check on the news and what's coming up and so on. And do use it if you can. If, if something's going on and you have an opinion, by all means, share it. Not everybody will agree with you. And that's OK. And what you write is, is it has to be authentically you because people are buying you at the end of the day. So that's how I batch write and schedule. And I do I don't write a blog every week as I said I write four blogs or five blogs at the end of each month for the following month so I've always got them there ready and we do exactly what I've just said with the blogs we turn them into social media posts so during the week it goes on my blog there there'll be four or five posts scattered through the week on different social media platforms the ones that I'm most active on we will publish it on my LinkedIn profile the following week. Um, and I say we because there's a small team of us and um, my social media administrator does this for me so that I can carry on writing for clients. But basically, then she will create a newsletter for us. She sends it to me to approve and then it goes out um, every couple of weeks or so about midweek. So we send, we send it sort of Wednesday, Thursday time. And, um, and that means that I do exactly what I've just described to you. Um, but I do write them all in one hit. And the reason for that is because you get into a, a flow and it's easier to write. Once you're, you get started, it's easier to continue and do another one and then do another one. And sometimes I'll do them in a couple of goes. If I've got five to write, I might write two on one day and three a day or two later. But I do have a system and it's in my diary. So this is the next thing. Schedule it. When you have things to do that require you to write marketing content for whatever purpose for your business, then put it in your diary. Block your time out so people can't book themselves for a one to one. People know you're busy. And if somebody rings and says, are you free on at this time? You can legitimately say, no, I'm really sorry, but I've got an appointment then. And most people, unless it's madly urgent, and if it's, you know, one of your best clients and they really, really urgently need you, then by all means, reschedule your writing and, and sort the client out. But generally speaking, there's very little that's that urgent. 
so get in a place make sure you're not disturbed and if you if music helps put music on if it if it distracts you don't put music on uh, and get on with it you know just it, you'll find the more you do it the easier it becomes and it is it is very much a you know practice makes perfect and don't worry too much about you know whether it's a perfect article or not I, I will probably go back and read them a couple of days later just to make sure that I haven't missed anything and the reason that I leave it a couple of days is because if you read something right after you've written it then you'll find that you probably will read what you thought you'd written so you won't spot the mistakes whereas if you let it sort of go cold as I say for a day or two you're more objective when you're reading it the other way to check what you've written is to read it aloud and whilst if you're in an office full of people that possibly isn't a good idea but generally speaking most of us can find a quiet room or you, you know if, if you are in an office full of people then borrow somebody's office or go in a meeting room or whatever and shut the door or take it home and do it at home whatever but it's it's reading it aloud will throw up where it doesn't actually make sense because sometimes you start writing a sentence and partway through it, you have another idea and then you tack it together and find that you've you've actually not finished thought one before you start thought two. Um, and also you'll pick up things like where it needs to be broken up into two sentences because you run out of breath partway through. And if, if you're reading it aloud and you run out of breath, then the sentence is too long. It needs a comma or a full stop and a new sentence. Um, so th those are the things that that I do. Um, my tips, I guess, are when I started doing uh, writing professionally, I can't remember who it was. I think it was a, a, a news reporter. But basically, he said one idea per paragraph and one thought per sentence. And it's a really good rule of thumb to follow. I sometimes break it up and if I find my paragraph is getting towards four or five lines, I will deliberately break it into a new paragraph simply because the longer the paragraphs and the less white space, the quicker people disengage. If you've got lots of white space and that means, you know, line spaces between paragraphs or half a line space between paragraphs, it's much easier for people to read and long, long paragraphs people get lost in. So um, that, that, that would be a, a tip. Um, techniques for things like marketing content and website content. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever done sales training, but back in the midst of time, I, used, I was involved in that stuff. Um, one of the very simple structures that people use to teach how to sell something is known as ADA, and it's attention, interest, desire, action. And there are lots of other sales models, but this that particular one works really well. So attention is your headline. Whatever the headline is, it has to get people to want to read some more. So that's important that you spend the time on that and you get that right. Whether it's a marketing flyer, a page on your website, and pages on your website do need a headline in addition to the page name. The page name is not a headline. 
it's just the page name. And some web designers will try and bamboozle you into believing you don't need a headline as well. Yes, you do. You need something to engage the reader. So that's the attention point. Interest. Interest is about explaining to the reader what it is that they're, you know, that they're suffering from or engaging them by saying, you know, is this causing you a headache? Is this a problem for you? And describing a situation and the people for whom you're that you're trying to reach who will read that and go, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I recognize that. Or oh, I know somebody. This is another thing. I know somebody who has that problem and they'll want to read some more. So that's your interest. Desire is getting people to understand what it's like to have a solution. So it's the benefits, it's the outcomes. And there's, when people try and do benefits, they often don't actually create benefits. So they'll say, oh, we can, we can write blogs for you so you don't have to. That's a benefit. But then there's a so what? Well, that means you get your time back to do the things that you actually enjoy doing. That's a benefit. So you can do more important work and earn more money. <laughs> so do you see where I'm going? If you can say, so what after something and there's some more to come, you're not at the benefit. You're still at an advantage, but you're not at the benefit. I used to call it a fab chart, features, advantages and benefits. And people tend to stop at advantages. You need to get it so that it's an emotional what's in it for me. And that's your desire. It's, it's people going that that's what I'm looking for. So if you know if you're selling a, a sofa is can you can you imagine what this is going to look like in your in your living room? And people will start to imagine literally will do what you tell them to do. And like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, actually, that, no, I think I might put it on the other wall. It won't, it'll look better over there. So they start to engage in a way that's an emotional engagement. So they're halfway to doing something. The next step is action, which is ask them to do something. And this is the thing that so many people don't do, is they, they do the first three and they don't say, now do this. And people go, that's, oh, that sounds really good. But then they don't do anything. So if you're writing a web page, every single web page needs a what do you need to do next on the end? And I think I said this earlier in one of the sessions that you tell them what to do and then make it easy for them to do it. So if you want them to phone you, put the phone number there right under their nose. Don't expect them to go and search for it because they won't. Um, same with if you want them to email you, put the link that launches an email into the text or takes them to your um, inquiry form. So, so that's how Ada works. And, and that applies to pretty much all the writing that you do to some extent, because when you're writing for your business, you're doing it for a reason. It's to get people to go, oh, these people are good. We need them. <laughs> that's exactly what you're hoping for. And, and I would, there's other things that make your writing better. Um, people talk about active and passive writing. Active has energy, passive is just a, an ongoing situation. And the, the thing that's easiest to spot is if you say to somebody, she was sitting or she went and sat there, it is, it, she sat down, it's much more, it gets you, it's more energetic. But when you start seeing ing, finding a way to, find a way to, 
it's so much more um, energetic not to write ing on the end of things so when you've got verbs that have got ing on the end then you try and see if you can cut that off and make the sentence work without it because it gives it it just gives it a little lift and it's punchier and it, it sounds better on even when people are reading it in their heads and um, and it also and um, when you have written something go back and edit it and take out any excess words that you can and that might sound a bit ruthless you go but I've just spent all this time you know making this sound lovely but people get lost in loads of adjectives there was um a chap that used to work for the company that I worked for when I first started writing an internal newsletter and the, we had about four or five hundred staff and he wasn't English, but he spoke English extremely well. Um, and he used to write like he'd swallowed a dictionary. And he had all these obscure words and long words. And, you know, and, and I said, you do realise that your, your English is great, but not everyone on the staff speaks English at the same level you do. They all do speak it. And they were, you know, that was a qualification for having, being able to work for the company. But... You, you need to keep it simple. And, and they do say you should write at the level of about a 12 year old can understand. And if you're thinking, well, if I'm writing for, you know, very highly educated people, they will find this too simplistic. That's not true, they won't notice. They really won't notice because they'll just get the message. People don't tend to analyze your writing unless it's really bad. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. Um, so, so that would be my advice. Write first, then edit it. And eventually you'll get so you can write quite fluently. You don't need to do much editing, but initially write and edit. So that's my sort of advice for this session is to, to create the marketing machine. So you write once and use many times in many different ways that you write in batches, you have a list and you work through your list um, and then you go back to the beginning and you do it all again and you schedule time for it so that you aren't in a, oh, I haven't had time, I haven't had time, oh, it won't get done this month. Because that's what tend, we tend to happen. Then we keep putting it on the back burner and it keeps falling off. Um, and, and that you use the ADA um, technique, attention, interest, desire, action, as, as to get your message across and get people to do things. And, and read it aloud. It's always a good way of knowing if it's working. That's, that's my, my stuff for this, this session. So, sorry, Christine, I've rambled well, on again. But... No, no, perfect. I, I, again, made lots of notes and I just wanted to summarize, but you did it for me. Perfect. I liked really also the tip. Okay, if you read it out loud and you need a breath in between, it means hmm, you need to shorten it, have a new sentence or put a comma in or whatever. So that's lovely. I, for sure, re repurpose all my content as well um, I mean I have a podcast I've written books I have a blog I have short videos I have longer FAQ videos I have all this kind of stuff and it's, uh, I can use one topic and recreate this in, in different channels and ways because like you said also in the previous episode you're reaching um, the audience multiple times maybe but they will not say oh I've read this already in the blog uh, so I don't want to listen to it on the podcast no 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 uh, it, that's not the case and uh, also me I'm a bet right um, for sure my um, my blog and uh, what I've done for example with FAQ videos 
that I created is that I, I filmed about 50 videos on one day. <laughs> I really Ooh. set everything up um, because also the setup with the light and microphone and everything else um, takes a long time. And I don't want to do that over and over again to just film a, a three minute video or anything. So mm -hmm. I, I did really that. I bet film as well um, this is might be extreme but i think the most i did in one go was uh, 49 videos um, another time i did one minute videos for social media and i did about 35 of them i do make sure that i change in every video the clothes <laughs> and stuff like this in between as well but then i also batch edit the videos and batch uh, schedule them so uh, batching things and uh, doing that makes you also more productive and I promise you guys you will get more done because you're focusing on the same task basically um, thank you very much for all these amazing tips and um, really detailed things to follow um, any anything else before we wrap up the episode no, I think I've talked for, for England at least. <laughs> so I've probably covered pretty much everything in the four episodes. But I yeah. guess if somebody's listening just to this one, it would be really useful for them to go and maybe read, listen to some of the earlier ones so that they they get some more stuff that makes some of this make more sense. Does that yeah. make sense? Yes, <laughs> for sure, for sure. And if you would like to uh, connect with Leslie a bit more, again, on creativestartupacademy.com slash podcast, you will find the link to her LinkedIn and also her website and all the links that she's mentioned. Make sure you download these worksheets uh, that she's mentioned. Also, these links you find um, on the content creation series on that page that I just mentioned. Thank you so much, Leslie. It was wonderful having you on the podcast and I'm sure in the future we will do some more together. Thank you so much. Thank you, Christine. It's been a pleasure. That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.